every episode of Final Space. 23 fans, storyboard artists, producers, composers, animators, designers, voice actors. Welcome to Volume 3 of the Into Final Space Podcast, hosted by Gabe Jones. Gabe Jones here, and we're back with another episode of Into Final Space. Today we're chatting about episode number three of the second season of Final Space, The Grand Surrender. If you've been following along this season, you've listened to Devo on our first episode of Volume 3, and now our favorite art director makes his triumphant return as I'm joined by Fantrexian Jeff. Let's do this. All right, Devo is back with us today. We're so glad to have you back on the podcast, and we are joined by our Fantrexian on this episode. Jeff, thank you guys so much for being here. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Um, my boy, uh, it's been a while. Haven't talked to you in, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to have um, you back. Yeah. Doing, uh, doing pretty good. Uh, excited to, uh, uh, dive into some more questions and hopefully, uh, uh, answer them to the best of my abilities. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out here in California. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, enjoying the weekend so far. Awesome. Nice, nice. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, obviously nervously anticipated. Uh, it's <laughs> it's an absolute honor to be able to ask these questions and sort of delve further into you know like the inner workings behind a show that means just so much to me. You know, uh, even if it's coming up a good sort of quarter past ten at night for me, <laughs> I'm quite <laughs> tired, but all excited all the same. You know. Uh, that's that's how it be time zones and that. Awesome. Well, hopefully I won't keep you up too late um, with ah. all the deep uh, lore that I have to throw at you. <laughs> Unlocking the lore now that's, that's worth staying up for. I tell you that I'm well excited. Yeah, yeah me I'm too. glad to have okay. both of you on here. Thank you so much again for for joining me. Um, we just start with Thank a little you. bit of an introduction. Uh, Devo, can you please tell us again what you do on Final Space? Yeah, uh, I am the art director for Final Space. I've been working on the show since uh, I started on season one, and I've uh, been doing um, been doing the hard grind with it ever since. So um, this is definitely one of the um, best projects I've ever worked worked on, and uh, I couldn't be more happy to be a part of not only the community but the ability to uh, create a universe that is. Um, so expansive with um, color and vibrancy and just cool characters and stories. It's it's a lot of fun for sure. Awesome. And our fan scene on this episode, of course, is Jeff, uh, our resident Jack slash Lord Commander <laughs> super fan. Uh, in addition to being just a big, big fan of Final Space, is there anything you want to tell us about yourself and your love for Final Space? Uh, yeah, so um, obviously I'm British, so I came into the fandom a lot later than most. Uh, I was one of the Netflix people, you know. Um, I came in quite late. There was already quite an established fandom, but 
uh, as I was getting into it, obviously, it was the story that really took me off initially. I mean, <laughs> I met my favorite in the first episode and immediately fell for just how, like, you know, enthusiastic and just so full of personality. And it's just the fact that he's so tiny, but so powerful, like he's such a threat. But the whole show, the story, the characters, again, the beautiful scenery, like, the, again, just not, not to not to kiss butt but the art direction is absolutely <laughs> the animation was impeccable i was just hooked like uh, it you. was enough that throughout the whole of season two i stayed up to what 4 30 in the morning to watch it live on some what? streaming no way. <laughs> yeah, every awesome. single night every monday my sleep pattern just went out the window because of your space <laughs> you know, like Very you nice. know, it is so important to me like so yeah, yeah, but awesome. that's it. <laughs> Apart from being the the resident Jack fan, like yeah, <laughs> that's kind of my my forte, so to speak. <laughs> I love it because I feel like uh, Lord Commander doesn't get a lot of love. Mm. Oh, he does. Nowadays, I'm so. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally cool, the only one. I, I like Lord like, Commander a lot too. I think he's a, he's yeah. a great character. So, he's underrated. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to get into our discussion. Um, as always, I'm just kind of here to moderate and throw some opinions and questions here and there. Uh, but Jeff, you have the floor for your first question. Cool. Thank you. So obviously we were talking about like how gorgeous like the backgrounds and the scenery and, you know, just the general art direction was. I have down what the inspiration was for the settings, you know, the environments, the artwork on the planet of Serapentus, because obviously there's quite a lot going on there. Obviously, you've got like the like the what you call the, the like sacrifice room where Wuthering comes out and then you'll see you got like just like the general like main towns where like you know there's like little stalls and markets and stuff like what what was sort of like the inspiration for like that whole like planet it's just so beautifully made I just love to know where that idea came from yeah I think um you know um I I pull a lot of reference from things that I've grown up with a lot. Um, just a lot of visual cues from, you know, a, a lot of action adventure type of movies. So, you know, your, your Indiana Joneses, your uh, Jurassic Parks, your um, a lot of 80s animated influence, um, which I've, I've definitely talked about many times, <laughs> either with Gabe or just uh, on social media mm -hmm. yeah um but i think i think for this i wanted to you know i i was pitched by olin and david that this is a snake cult and uh, <laughs> of people and that's pretty much all that was given to me so i had initially thought of a couple different things that I've always been inspired by and that I kind of liked. So I, I like the whole Mayan, you know, culture sort of aspect mm -hmm. of things mm -hmm. and how much sort of deep lore is put into, you know, that, that whole culture and that whole belief of the yeah. Mayans. Um, Especially with the animals. Animals always played a very big prominent part with the Mayans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of the, the statue work and just the uh, art, in general with a lot of Mayan kind of cultures really, really um, um, prolific and interesting to me. And it, it, it definitely um, had a sense of mystery that I, I felt was really interesting. But the other thing that I, I thought too was 
um, because um, the the whole sacrificing aspect, which you know I think is very cliche a lot of the times, and I think could be you know always you know the first thing to go to is is definitely that sort of temple-y type of you know temple of doom doom uh indiana jones mayan type of type of thing and i i think that was initially my inspiration but um i also like the idea of it being like being more of a southern bayou sort of um mixture at the same time so as if as if we were living on a a jungle planet but more of a bayou-esque sort of deep south type of feel where it was sort of a mixture of of this this sort of race that had you know founded this place or founded this area and had built a sort of community and and um civilization around all of these sort of snake-like um uh old statues of the past that that were kind of destroyed or sunken into the bayou that sort of thing i thought that was some i thought that was really interesting um to kind of blend those two ideas of like a mayan deep south sort of um kind of uh plate or playground to kind of play with and that's and that's where a lot of you know um the ideas of of you know, in the scripts, I think they had written all of all of these moments where, you know, they wanted to have these comedic moments of of Kevin, you know, buying things at the market and, and having gags here and there and how all of these people are pretty much brainwashed into sacrificing, you know, themselves for for pretty much no good reason other than this insane looking snake god that just wanted to eat everybody. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I, I tech, I, I personally like the, the whole deep South, um, Bayou, Louisiana sort of, sort of thing of just the, those, those beautiful kind of firefly lights that kind of hang on a nice summer Southern day type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to have that, that warmth within the, the community as if, as if the 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 tribe of cultists had a soft side where you know they're <laughs> together and there's like a, a marketplace where they all get together and eat weird shit and do weird weird stuff, but uh, you know, okay. oh, yeah, fools, I, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah. touch. Or like personality to the, the planet, the never, yeah. It's like the never-ending ball or whatever. Yeah, of the first ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a good touch. How did it turn yeah, little theme um, song? I know, I, I know, I just threw a lot at you, but let, does that kind of <laughs> no, answer like, the question? So cool. Yeah, no, that that obviously explained a lot. Like, it, it's funny you should bring up the whole Louisiana sort of uh, you know theme and whatnot because we were watching um. The princess and the frog today me and my friend and uh you know just just from that alone because obviously i don't have much of an experience with what most american cultures and places are like but you know j- just from what i know like i could really feel that vibe now that you've mentioned it putting two to two and two together like that's such an interesting crossover like i just i've never really seen like mayan and 
South America, Louisiana mixed together. You just, you just never see that anywhere else. You know, that's that's just that's just peak final space. Like, it's so creative in that sense. You know. Yeah, and it's not going off of like really weird cliche Southern tropes right. or anything like that. You know, too. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. that's really like the message. It's more of just just kind of the feel of being in an area yeah. like that rather than people you know it's it still kind of gives off this sort of alien vibe of just weird people being in in robes and sacrificing themselves to to something right but it's mm-hmm. it's not like you got people wearing i don't know if you were doing cliche stuff like suspenders or i don't know straw <laughs> yeah so, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. It just brings a slight more human touch to what would be initially a completely unrelatable alien atmosphere. It just gives it that tiny sense of relatability for the audience. I mean, at least in my opinion, that's how I yeah, think and about that's, it. And that's a good point to bring up is, is you know, things that are, are relatable to the audience that is watching it, um, you know, because we constantly deal with that on a daily basis making this show as far as um wanting things to be relatable but at the same time um sci-fi enough to where um as olin always says i don't want to be able to to, to find these things at target right. you know yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah so, not too not too realistic just just a little sprinkling you know just a little, a little sprinkling yeah. But, you know, you, you have to be able to feel what the characters are feeling. And if it's not relatable to the audience, then it's not going to be a clear message. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. as we are talking about the environment, I would like to talk about also the characters that are within the environment. Um, obviously, in art direction, I'm assuming, because that's quite like high up, I assume you quote quite a lot about the characters as well. Um, we, as a collective fandom, all have a burning question, and I'm here to fulfill that that prophecy. What's going on with Ash and Little Cardo? Like, is, <laughs> whether, whether it be friends, whether it be, like, potential future partners, like, is there any insight you could give us on their relationship? And, you know, perhaps even Ash's relationship with, like, the entire team, because we do see a lot of, you know, development with Ash interacting with other people, like, like with Gary, for example, um, you know, with, just, just with the team as a whole, but especially with Little Cardo, I'm very curious about, like, what sort of connections they have. Uh, is there any insight you could give us? Um, I, I don't think there's much I can give you because, um, you know, we are working on a season three right now and there's a lot of uh, things going on this season that um, could very well answer these questions that you have. Um, but I, I think... I from a season <laughs> from a season two point um i think there is um some sort of relationship building between the two whether it mm-hmm. is a romantic relationship or a friendship just in general it's it's something that is is budding in a very positive manner and less of anything that's i don't i mean i wouldn't even say it's anything negative or anything but i think it's mm-hmm. a i think it's a um you know, I think Lil Cotto and, and Ash get along more than the rest of the crew because they see eye to eye more with things that they've experienced in their own personal lives. Right. You know, you know, Ash has obviously yeah. lost a sister, you know, someone that was very near and dear to her. And she was completely pulled, pulled 
from her life and everything that she knew about her life and is kind of on her own and an outcast. But she does have her, you know, brother um, um, who is there at every, you know, step of the way where yeah. everyone else in her, her life and her family has pretty much um, been a complete opposite of what she initially had thought they were. And I think the same thing, you know, goes the same with Little Cotto is, you know, Little Cotto also at some point lost someone very near and dear to him and is constantly struggling with that. And he's always been a kind of loner in, in a way. And uh, I think, you know, you get a lot of, um, you know, um, a little Cotto is, a, is an awesome character because he's, he's very, um, he's a very independent boy, um, very, uh, um, you know, very willing to fight for the cause and fight for what's right and, and that sort of thing. And, um, and has, has trust issues, which I, I would imagine Ash has as well. So I think that's where, you know, uh, I think it just makes sense, you know, uh, where uh, these two coming from different worlds um, don't really have any sort of um, bad history together right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, Lil Cotto has bad history with um, um, uh, with Fox just because of that whole, you know, lore of the Tribulians and the Ventrexians. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so I think, um, you know, I think for the most part, I think her her relationship with the rest of the crew is pretty, pretty solid for the most part. She does have, you know, these stubborn moments where she doesn't want to be told what to do. And even though, you know, like Nightfall is helping her or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I think she's kind of finding her way, you know, trying to figure out what is um, what is in her scope of her life for the rest of this journey, because now she's completely taken from her her life that she knew as a kid and to this this age that we're at now. And it's going to be you're going to find um you're gonna find season three is gonna be pretty amazing, I gotta say, because we're we're doing some really awesome things this time around with the story, and I'm really mm -hmm. I couldn't be more proud with, with the stuff that we're doing with it too, because I think it's it's really cool and groundbreaking, and um, I think you're gonna like a lot of these characters a lot more. You might not. I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be one of those things that uh, um, you'll have to kind of find out. But I wish I could go deeper into this stuff because I wish you um, could as well. So excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would love to do you know talk about it for hours, but uh, unfortunately, we're right in the middle of of making this this thing, so we've got a lot of stuff coming out. You know, that might, that might help so you with difficult. questions in the future. Mm -hmm. It must be so difficult to, like, know all the answers to the questions that everybody's asking and not being able to actually tell anybody. I bet that must be so, like, difficult. Well, <laughs> that would be well, for the, me the, anyway. I think with me, too, with an art director, or at least in, in my um, uh, approach to how I work on the show, is I don't really like to give away too much of the show to me, mm -hmm. to myself, yeah. uh, too early. Because a, they're 
Olin and David and, and Ben and the other writers and stuff are still kind of fixing things and adding new ideas and, and trying to make sense of the whole universe. And yeah. while I'm just focusing on, you know, the, the earlier episodes that have already been locked and in, in the can, um, I don't really jump ahead too far to what's going on. I, I get a lot of information that's told to me. I get the overall scope of the season and like what's going to happen, but yeah. uh, pretty deep details. It's kind of like what happened with, um, <laughs> I like to think of it this way where, uh, you know, with like Luke Skywalker, when he found out that his <laughs> father was Darth Vader, but yeah, like yes. the whole production of that, he wasn't even told anything about the script. Right, I think yeah. he stopped out the script, oh. script pages. So he was oh, thinking wow. it was going to be something else, but then, they actually caught this like real moment between, you know, Luke and his father when they finally told him what was going on, you know. And I, I like that. I like oh, getting that's some so sort of cool. Realistic I had no idea story. about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you should definitely. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, documentation on on the, on what happened with all that. But yeah, it's really interesting. like three people on the set that actually knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, hearing uh, him talk about that is, you know, is really interesting. Sure. Mm-hmm. So in that same that same setting of final space, where you just like you, you kind of just want to be surprised with it. That's that's yeah. so I don't cool. Like to be... I, I have patience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I admire yeah, it. I, I kind of like. I personally like to chip away at things as it comes my way. You know, yeah. As as, mm-hmm. as the uh, the stories come my way, and it, it helps me kind of keep myself focused at the task at hand, you know, on the episode at hand so that I can, I, I don't, I'm not too overly influenced. Yeah. I get Ben and some of the other directors telling me, you know, that they um, have some ideas for, for certain characters and, and mm-hmm. certain, you know, uh, ideas that we want to add to, uh, you know, a, a ship and advice or something like that, that we'll need for a future episode. So that's mm. stuff that I have to keep in the back of my head just for the technical aspect of making the show. But um, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really read along when, when the stuff comes out because I like to um, chip away as I go along. Yeah. Sort of go into it with a fresh mind so that I, I guess I kind of see it like if you knew too much information, like you say, you, you could probably let that influence your work instead of creating something that's quite unique for every situation and you know every scene that you sort of got to come up with something art yeah. direction wise you know that it's, makes um, sense yeah and you know there's there's a level of uh, pre-design that we are given before the whole uh, season even starts you know where i'm just kind of coming up with, with concepts for new yeah. characters uh you know that sort of thing so yeah it's uh, it's all interesting yeah for sure all right uh jeff another question yeah so going back to again the way you design things and the way things look um what was your inspiration for Wuthering himself because i think like the concept again of like the giant snake you've mentioned you know things to do with the the mayan culture and things like that is that sort of like what inspired like Wuthering's overall design because i think he's designed really uniquely like he's not just a snake he's a unique snake <laughs> you know like what, what was the thought process behind him yeah, I think um, I think it was it was a in reference to to a little bit more Mayan kind of culture too. Um, a lot of uh, references just pulling from from snake um, 
kind of uh, design. I, I think I designed a bunch of different snakes at the beginning and, and kind of giving this sort of feeling that it, it was this sort of being that was created out of this, this sort of energy um, that was coming from within the, the, the temple of where the cult was staying. So, um, mm-hmm. which ultimately, you know, comes from the key itself, um, which I think was kind of keeping it preserved in the heart. Yeah. Live. But um, I think, you know, I like I like a lot of uh, stone um, design and uh, a lot of um, a lot of things that could be created um, and be melded together by by a, a force that is kind of not within the, the grasp of our everyday world type of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I think. It, it, I, I, we started more with the snake, but then I, I like the idea of doing a blend between a dragon, yeah, sort of thing. Oh, I see I, that. There's yeah. something cool about that. I felt that one, especially with like the big horns on the top. Sure, <laughs> right, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did a bunch really of different like... designs for that. I'm sure Jamfield um, didn't like me for that. Oh, I love that. He probably. <laughs> was sucked to animate but hey they did an amazing job of it and it yeah. came out so good in the yeah, end really well. they, you know, they like, do an amazing job on everything they're so good as much as it was probably like a huge pain in the ass but like it they, they pulled <laughs> through like dang <laughs> yeah. you know yeah i think we have time for oh. one more question okay. Oh, okay cool cool um that would be my interest on the discussion of ash's powers because, I mean, again, I know there's only so much you can say that will probably be explained in season three, but without uh, spoiling anything for us, like the the big point on Ash's powers. I'm sorry. I'm his biggest fan. I have to bring him up. Her powers are so closely related to the law commanders. Like, mm. what, what's, what's, <laughs> what is, what's going on? Is there anything that you're able to tell us regarding her powers, the connection to the planet, you know, uh, all of all of that malarkey you know i i I, again i wish i could um go a little (laughs) bit deeper because i think season three um might uh um spoil some of that if i gave you know anything away but Mm -hmm. i think uh i think you know a lot of her her energy um kind of um comes from where she's from so i i'd say you know Mm -hmm. more or less that she um, might have been a beacon of 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 energy in a uh, um, in a sort of race community that she grew up with that might be different than uh, what everyone else had. So I think there there might have been some sort of beings on the planet that could sort of uh, help uh, with the creation of the powers that that are given to her. Um, and yeah, I mean that I, I, I know that's very like big. I didn't expect a huge amount of detail regarding, you know, cause obviously season three is coming up and we've all got to sit tight, but <laughs> it, it's cool just to even hear, you know, just concepts and ideas and even just the little tidbits that we do get are like super exciting and informative, you know? Yeah. You know, these, these, I mean, I think these, these cultists were all, you know, not all of them, but like certain people, um, 
and it could be from her parents too. You know, certain people were were kind of given uh, certain powers because of sacrifices that they've made, like yeah. as, as a community and uh, as as a race. So, um, it, yeah, it is it is really interesting. Um, I know there's uh, a lot of history with with ash that we're kind of just scratching the surface of but uh yeah hopefully we'll have a little bit more of that explained uh in in the next coming seasons that's yeah. brilliant i mean yeah. we've got a whole lot extra to come hopefully with uh, if olin gets his way so wishing him all best of luck with that you know yeah i mean <laughs> i i i would uh, i would love it you know I, if he wants mm-hmm. to keep making more stuff then uh i'm i'm down to keep doing it with him i know him and i yeah. work well, I suppose it wouldn't be without you, honestly. Like it's you have such a specific flair that's helped Final Space such a recognizable design and Thank style. You. And sorry, I'm just going to take a moment to kiss butt <laughs> because you are a huge inspiration. The way you did the cover for the Blu-ray was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, thank placement. you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. It comes. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I keep feeling it, like like I draw uh, Gary stoic too much, but uh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I see I see that as like one of the distinct like Gary styles in my head. Like when I think of Gary, I obviously think of the canon, and then yeah. I also think of your designs like on top, and it's just so cool. Like cool. oh, I'm sorry, I could I could gush for hours, couldn't <laughs> I? I know I know we're going over time, You're so fine. yeah, I will leave it there. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, uh, well, thank it's you. Great guys to talk to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for for being on and for for chatting and some really great questions. Of course, Jeff, thank you so much, and Diva for thank being you. not just on one episode this season, but two. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm always here to help you guys out and and answer as many questions as I can within the 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 realms of of the powers that be that allow <laughs> me to do this. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. what a great episode thanks for tuning in and sitting down with jeff and me as we chatted with devo make sure you hop on over to the into final space discord server to chat with us after you give this episode a listen for more on the podcast you can go follow at into final space on instagram and twitter for constant updates and give me a follow at gabriel w jones also on instagram and twitter thanks for listening and i'll see you next time on into final space thanks guys